Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into today's edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. How are you doing today, Colin? Good. I'm just trying to figure out sound in my headphones. I don't have any. So. Do you now? Yes. There we go. There we go. Gotta click the buttons. Nobody's been over there for a few days. That's true. All right. Well, now we have a special guest on the program. I welcome Pete Haley of NBC Sports Washington. He covers the Washington football team, writing-wise and podcasting, and a little on the pregame, postgame show. How are you doing today, Pete? I'm doing well. I got sound in my headphones over here, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> You hit his button and not mine? Uh, I, I guess so. I don't know. We're, we're ready for a little vacation, I guess. Uh, but how you doing today, Pete? You uh, ready for another week of Washington football? Certainly. It's uh, it's nice to be looking forward to these games all of a sudden. Before that Tampa game, I didn't really want to come out of the bye week, and I was dragging my feet, confused as to how we'll get through the second half of the season. But after these past two wins, all of a sudden you start getting really amped up for kickoff and wondering – what this team can do over the next month and a half or so. Hey, Pete, this is uh, Nick Verzellini. Um, seems like your team, or not your team, but Washington as a football team uh, does have a pretty favorable schedule for this last few weeks. So uh, there is some excitement as they could make a wild card or even the division run with Dallas and all their injuries. Yeah, I, I, Ron Rivera didn't rule out chasing down the division lead in his press conference yesterday, which I think is smart. But to me, it's going to have to be the wild card unless something really implodes within Dallas. Um, but that's okay. There, there's a lot of teams mixed up here in the NFC in that 5-5, five and 4-6, five, and 5-6 and six range. And Washington is one of those that are trending upward. you got the Saints, a team who just got their doors blown off in Philly, who are going to fall back to the pack, I think. The Vikings are, are definitely ascending, and there's a few others there that Washington will have to jump over. But I like the way that they're playing. I think it's a pretty simple formula that they've been able to execute the past couple of victories with running the ball well, controlling the clock, and Taylor Heineke being smart with the football. And I think that can work here against Seattle. And then when they go out to Vegas, then if they can get to 6-6, six and six, be on a four-game winning streak, five more division games to close things out will be very intriguing. And that's who exactly that I was going to mention is uh, the quarterback, Taylor Heineke. It seems like he's finally got that correct blend of the game management side that uh, Rivera wanted to see as well as still being that creative playmaker. What's it like just getting to see him out there on the field every week? Using the term correct blend is a good one. It's, it's, he's been kind of trying to turn up this dial and turn down that dial. He wants to scramble more. He wants to you know do less of trying to force things and he's kind of been twisting the buttons a lot recently but I think he's got the ratio right at this point and uh, after that Tampa game he threw a touchdown no interceptions was really accurate I was sort of expecting him to be a little more erratic against the Panthers because that's what we've seen from him more often than not he gives the ball away but for him to stack two straight clean sheets on top of each other is quite encouraging he thinks he's found the, uh, the proper balance between being the exciting, risk-taking, go run around and make a play, Taylor Heineke, with the more calm, 
hit the check down when you need to. The one thing he still needs to eradicate from his game is some of the sacks he's taking. They're they're far behind the line of scrimmage. They're when he's holding the ball way too long. That's I think the next sort of ailment that he needs to cure. But in terms of his passing, his command of the offense and his ability to extend plays, it's all been really impressive and it's fun to watch him. He's he's really easy to root for. He's very humble and a quiet guy when he talks to us, but it's fun to watch him transform into this mega competitor every Sunday. And looking a little to the future, there's been a lot of talk about Washington needing to get a veteran next year draft a quarterback. And, you know, over the last couple of days, there's been a lot more talk about Heineke being that quarterback to bridge to a new quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I understand the chatter. I think I would still caution against getting too invested in Taylor. Uh, all the things I just said about how likable he is and how improved he's been, all that notwithstanding, I still think they're going to want to find someone just more polished, more prototypical size, arm strength, all that. Um, but, hell, if he keeps playing like this for the next seven games down the stretch and leads into the playoffs, it's going to be hard to deny him the starting spot next year. But that is still a really big thing for him to do. Uh, back-to-back strong performances is one thing. Playing for two months really soundly is a whole nother deal. And it's uh, pretty much the difference between starting quarterbacks in today's league versus backups is everybody can have a really good game or, or even a couple of good games. We're seeing Colt McCoy do that in Arizona. But for them to ascend into that number one role, a guy who you can trust for the long-term future. You have to do it for an extended period of time. So that's Heineke's challenge here the rest of the way. But regardless of what he does, he definitely should be at the very minimum the backup for this team for the next couple of seasons because he has that spark. Guys trust him, and he knows the offense supremely well. When it comes to uh, the defense, you know, heading into the season, a lot of people thought that the defense would kind of carry the team like they did last year. But they got off to a rough start, and now the last few weeks they've been turning around despite some major injuries. So what do you think has been kind of the key to the defense playing well over the past two weeks? I think it's the secondary coming together because the D-line without Young and Sweat um, has only produced one sack over the past two games against Tampa and Carolina. So it's not like they're harassing quarterbacks and doing that. I think it's the secondary. Their communication must be improving. That's something they said was lacking early on. And guys like Landon Collins, they found a better role for him where he's mixing up time between playing deep and playing close to the line of scrimmage. Ron Rivera thinks that Kendall Fuller, who gets lost in the mix at times, has really turned it on. And then Cam Curl is as smart as can be there for the defense and is someone they can use in a lot of different ways too. So uh, I would give credit to the secondary here for the most part because when they were struggling early, they were giving up 40, 50, 60 yarders with ease. And a lot of them were just confounding really open receivers running on pretty simple routes and you're just wondering how is this happening so often but we haven't seen that recently and i I owe it mostly to the corners and safeties for getting their act together and talking about corners and safeties a guy that everybody knows as a safety has really changed his position over the last six five or six weeks being landon collins playing that more buffalo nickel role how much of an impact has he made in that new role it's been a really giant impact, and I was at the point of where I was ready for Landon to be benched and have DeShazer Everett or someone else come replace him, but now that they've put him in this better place, he's, he's impacting things all over. You can see him knifing through the line, getting pressure on quarterbacks, chopping down running backs, breaking up screens. He just seems really comfortable there, really sure of himself, and you see 26, 
a lot more in positive situations as opposed to seeing him trailing a receiver who's running into the end zone. So kudos to the coaching staff for making that adjustment. I thought it probably happened a little too late, but late is better than never. And good credit to Landon for accepting it. He told us he doesn't necessarily like playing close to the line of scrimmage, but he's certainly thriving there. And now perhaps he's someone you want to bring back next year. They're, they're at a point in his contract where they can get rid of him this offseason. It's at least an off-ramp. It's not, it's not a super penal thing to do. It's not like you're going to be eating a ton of money. So they could move on if they want. But with the way he's playing – and with the way he seems to be getting along with Cam Curl, I think Landon might be playing his way into a spot on this defense in 2022. All right, this week's game, primetime spot on Monday night against Seattle. It seems like Seattle struggling, but at the same time, Russell Wilson was hurt for a good bit of the season, hence why their record is uh, what it is right now. So it still kind of feels like they might be able to just all of a sudden explode on that offense if uh, Wilson gets clicking, especially with the weapons they have in uh, Metcalf and Lockett. Definitely. like This This does feel like they've had their major struggles uh, in the past couple games once Russ was inserted back into the lineup, getting shut out in Green Bay and then not doing much in their last outing. But we've seen him, Russell Wilson, do a lot throughout his career. He's a magician back there. He's really good at throwing the deep ball. He's really tough to bring down, especially for a D-line that's missing two of its best edge rushers. So I wouldn't necessarily view this as a shoe-in game for Washington. They have been awful on Monday night. Their home record on Monday night is especially putrid and Russell is great in primetime games. So uh, there's a lot of problems with Seattle. It's not just coming down to the quarterback. It's not like if he goes out and throws 300 yards and a couple touchdowns, uh, it's going to cure everything. They have plenty of other issues, especially with their run defense. But um, I I do think it's going to be a bit of a battle, and Washington's going to have to play the way it has since coming off the bye to get their third straight win. And Seahawks aren't going to hand it to them, I don't expect. Does this seem like the game for – I guess the secondary to really prove themselves, especially Cam Curl, as you know, maybe being a legitimate uh, good secondary that can keep up with some of the best offenses or at least the best talents of, in the NFL? I'd say so. Um, you're playing, like I said, an a MVP-type quarterback, and you just did it against Tom Brady, but Brady was missing some weapons and just seemed a little bit off that afternoon at FedEx Field. So while Wilson has been off too, he's got Metcalf and Lockett. Those are two really, really good receivers. It's not like it's going to be Cam Newton who's just looking to throw quick five-yard outs and little seam passes like Russell's going to try and attack you downfield. So this will be a big night for William Jackson, who's been a little bit better, but overall disappointment as a signing at corner. You're going to want to see Kendall Fuller continue to do what he's doing with solid coverage and, and good tackling. And then the safeties have to make sure they get deep on some of these dropbacks so they don't let anybody behind them and uh, have some game-breaking touchdowns. So the defense... It's going to be on them again, but uh, like I said, the formula, run the ball, Heineke doesn't turn it over, and the defense continues to just be sound and uh, follow their assignments, and I think those are three tenets of this team that they can they can do week in and week out, and more often than not, they should win as long as they bring those qualities onto the field. We're joined by Pete Haley of NBC Sports Washington, covers the Washington football team, and some players that you know have been getting close, but they're not they're not out there yet. One guy that everybody's kind of been talking about all year is he going to play? Is he going to go to the IR? Curtis Samuel, I believe I saw he was in warmups on Sunday. Is he going to be a go a go Monday? And uh, Logan Thomas coming back from that injury. Logan's been a surprising one. We thought he'd be back 
for Tampa. Uh, they, they cut one of their reserve tight ends, and that seemed like a sign that Logan was trending in the right direction. But apparently he had a pretty hard practice, that first practice back from the bye, and came in a little sore, and since then he's missed two more games. So hopefully they get him back this time around. But uh, credit to the tight ends coach, Pete Hayner. He's gotten his backups ready to roll, and the offense hasn't skipped a beat. Um, with Samuel, that's the plan, but the plan has uh, you know, been for Curtis to get back and line up about 100 different times this season already, and we haven't seen it yet. So we'll have to see how he does. They practice tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. That's the open portions for the media. We'll have plenty of pictures and videos of whatever Curtis is doing, but until I see him wearing a game jersey, taking snaps on Monday night after 8.30 p.m., I'm not going to expect him to be in the line just because I've gone down that road too many times before this year. Let's look at the opposite side. The guys that are replacing those guys that are currently injured, guys like uh, DeAndre Carter, Patterson as well. Seems like it's a little bit of a hidden gem that Washington has found. What's it like just seeing them step up, especially uh, last week with the win over the Panthers? It's been really pleasant. Um, and I would say just because they're they're doing their jobs well and the offense is getting along, that doesn't mean that this receiving core shouldn't be addressed more this offseason. Of course, you want Curtis to be healthy again for 2022 and maybe continue to add to it because Terry's putting up, Terry McLaurin's putting up these numbers despite having, you know, one-year free agents and, and rookies and undrafted guys across from him. And you want to see what's possible when he has more thre- threats around him. But that said, DeAndre Carter's been really great. He didn't have a receiving touchdown in his NFL career, and now he has one in each of the last three games. Jared Patterson, undrafted running back, is showing some stuff there, especially as Antonio Gibson's had some fumbling problems. They've been using Patterson a bit, and he carries the pile for a guy who's as little as he is, and it was cool to see Cam Sims get in the mix, too, uh, catch his first touchdown and make a clutch third-down grab in Carolina. So the offense is making it work. They're piecemealing it together. Scott Turner should get a lot of credit for moving the ball, even though he's missing a lot of his key guys, and, and that extends to the offensive line that's been really shuffled as of late but is doing just enough to pave way for the running backs and keep Heineke upright when he gets the ball out on time. So I do think uh, the offense, there's a lot of unsung heroes, a lot of depth guys stepping up, and it's been really impressive. Pete Haley, NBC Sports, Washington, Washington football team reporter. Pete, how can people find you on social media? Pretty easy. Pete Haley, NBCS, H-A-I-L-E-Y on Twitter. And you can also hit me up on TikTok, Pete-Haley. I do some uh, stupid things on there, gambling-wise, sports betting-wise, that I try to uh, keep updated every once in a while. So those are the two spots people can find me. All right, Pete, thanks for joining us, and uh, go Washington football team, right? Yeah, thank you guys. Have a uh, good holiday. You too as well. That's Pete Haley, NBC Sports Washington, Washington football team, writer, reporter, insider, whatever you want to call it. He does it all. Good stuff from him. Yeah, great stuff. Always enjoy uh having guys on from that DC area to talk uh some of our more somewhat local teams, but the bigger ones, I guess you can say. The bigger ones. <laughs> Nobody's bigger than the Bulldogs, Colin. <laughs> they are local, hyper local. Hyper local. There you go. All right, well, that does it for our first segment, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back. We'll talk a little of that high school football playoffs as down to the semifinals here in the state. That's next on the Sports Mix. My thoughts bark like hounds. I focus. 
This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Erie Insurance says, Here's to the grown-ups who move, mortgage, mow, and still bust a move. But does your home insurance still fit? Erie helps you protect the home you've grown into, all at fair prices that are often less than the other guys. So how do you find the right coverage? Magic. Nope. Local independent agents who get to know you like this. Your local area agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance. Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com. Erie Insurance. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, TV10 locally, Comcast Channel 10, Berkeley and Jefferson Counties, and streaming live on the TV10 Facebook page as well. Let's talk a little high school football playoffs as we've reached the semifinals in the state of West Virginia for high school football. Four teams remain in each of the three classifications. We got a big one here that Nick will call with Matt Miller. That'll be Matt Miller's final Martinsburg football broadcast as uh, the SSAC does not allow us to do the state championship game. Yeah. Martins, number two Martinsburg will host number three Bridgeport. Bridgeport coming in 12-0, and 11-1 for Martinsburg. Being able to get that huge win over Spring Valley on Friday night was obviously huge. We had uh, Britt Sherman on, head coach of the Bulldogs yesterday, and uh, – Definitely excited about that win on Friday and looking forward to getting to the semifinals, getting to the semifinals on Friday and being able going for a chance to get back to Wheeling. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, this is a really good matchup. Two of the more uh, or two of the better, you know, programs in the history of the state. And you look at this Bridgeport team, uh, a team I saw last year when I was doing Huntington games, you know, two 1,000 yard rushers and quarterback Cameron Cole and Landon Reppert. 
um, both of them under, over 1,400 yards on the season, and then Aiden Paulson over 500 yards. So, I mean, they love to f- run the football. Uh, only attempted 23 passes from Cole this year, their starting quarterback. So, you know, it, it's going to be a very physical game, and I think whoever sets, I guess, the tone early on in the ball game. Uh, I think comes away with the win. You know, we saw what Martinsburg was able to do last week against Spring Valley, just running the ball, you know, pretty much the entire first quarter with Murphy Clement and lining up in those power formations and not really trying to throw it because they didn't need to. So I think if we see something similar this week and if Martinsburg can really have the more physical football team, uh, then they could cruise. But I also think that, you know, the way Bridgeport's going to try to control the clock uh, could keep this one closer. You talk about Clement on the ground, 17 uh, attempts for 108 yards. He went uh, three for five with 84 yards through the air. Uh, uh, Ezra Bajant went six of 11 for 83 yards as the air game not really a factor in this one. Yeah, they didn't really need to throw it because they were running the ball so well and got out to that commanding lead um, against Spring Valley. Obviously, Spring Valley had opportunities, but Martinsburg finished their drives with six points while Spring Valley really didn't. I didn't realize he finished you. his sentence there. I, I didn't thought either. He was I thought he was going still on. Yeah. going on, too. But the, these two teams uh, know how to light up the scoreboard. We saw last week Bridgeport scored 74 points on Jefferson, and we've seen <laughs> Martinsburg score 83 points on Parkersburg South already in these playoffs. So even though it's a run game, it seems like heavily for both teams, it might not be that high scoring. Got to look at the defensive side and see who's able to get stops. Offense wins games, defense wins championships, and that defense is going to need to help get you to that championship. I'm looking forward to it. As Nick said, these two teams definitely two of the top elite programs in the entire state of West Virginia when you look throughout the history of the two. It should be a fun one. Double A wise is typically what Bridgeport has done. They just now moved to Triple A, well, but they seem like they down. belong. They've been up. They, and they, down. they belong. They're one I, of those I like edge that schools. They did. They're one of those edge schools population wise. That every time they redo the classifications, they relook at that. Then you know they're right there on the fringe. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. It should be a uh, fun one. I think the atmosphere's going to be. Uh, really good since it's the semifinals martinsburg's gonna have a pretty big crowd on hand and bridgeport their fans travel as well i've covered a couple of their games and they get rowdy so i'm looking forward to it friday night they have two 1430 plus yard running backs i mean when you when you run the offense they do you're gonna have a lot of people running the ball but that's between two guys that's nearly three thousand yards on the ground yeah that's just really crazy to me. 24 touchdowns for Cole Cameron. He has got 143. Cameron Cole. Cameron Cole. Two first names, kind of. Yeah. Two last names, kind of, could be as well. Uh, 143 attempts, 1,547 yards, uh, or 1,516 yards total. Uh, 24 touchdowns. He had a 90-yard touchdown run. Uh, Landon Reppert, I believe, is Reapert, maybe is how you say his last name. 156 attempts. Uh, 1,424 yards, 15 touchdowns, had a 91-yard touchdown. Both those guys. And then even uh, Aiden Paulson, he has 56 carries, 590, uh, 584 yards with 10 touchdowns. They all average 9.1 yards attempt per or above. So 
that's almost a first down each time you're getting you're rushing the ball yeah i mean when you put the numbers that way you're exactly right but the fact of the matter is actually getting there still goes through the eastern panhandle so i give the edge to martinsburg looking at all the stats for their guys that have played in 11 games so far 11 of well i guess i don't know if those stats are right then are they they've played in 12 games because they're 12 and 0 I don't. I guess not all the players have played in all the games. Oh, they had a forfeit. Did they have a forfeit? They had two. Yeah, they had a forfeit. They had two, I believe. I think they only had one. They had one at the beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, all their guys that have played, that are you know the top runners, the top, what is it, five runners, the rushing attack, they all average at nine. So it's 9, 9.6, 10.4, 9.1, and 10.6 per rush. So that's literally almost a first down every single time you're handing the ball off or running yeah. the ball, running a play. Now – one thing you could criticize about this Bridgeport team is, is they haven't played the toughest schedule uh, in terms of, you know, they haven't played like a Martinsburg-type schedule. So, you know, we haven't seen them against a lot of elite programs this year. Um, they played some good teams, but the, nobody that's really, you know, going to be as impressive as the Highland Springs or Salem or even a Riverside out-of-state. Spring Valley. Yeah, or Spring Valley. So, I mean, Martinsburg's definitely played the tougher schedule and usually comes away with the wins i mean if you look at their schedule i almost feel like their toughest tests was playing morgantown or even in the double a section fairmont senior fairmont senior who's in the semifinals yeah boy but other than that they've really handled most of their opponents so as they should yeah i mean that's the type of program that bridgeport is they score 47.6 points a game um, they have almost 5,000 total net rushing yards. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a uh, fun one, and hopefully Martinsburg wins. As they should win, in my opinion, and move on to the state championship game. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, m- most teams that win games by a lot of points, their margins in each quarter are always bigger in the first two and three quarters. Because in the fourth quarter – they don't score a lot. You, third strings. You have your third strings in, and they probably run the clock. I mean, I don't know how many. I'd have too. to look at the scores. Bridgeport runs the clock the whole game. Yes. That's also true. But they got a 54-6 to six win over Liberty. Which is crazy to think when they still scored Liberty 74 University points. Or? No, Liberty. That's what it has on here. 46-7 uh, to seven win over East Fairmont. 72 nothing win over Preston. Uh, Princeton, a 42-7 to seven victory. Uh, sixty-three to twenty-seven victory over Musselman. So th- all those games had running fourth-quarter co- clocks. I'm I'm presuming. So you're probably right. And they've scored by quarter. They scored 149 in the first, giving up only 41. 174 in the second, giving up 52. 111 in the third, giving up 55. And 90 in the fourth, giving up 27. So they've scored 524 points in the year only giving up 175 total and obviously it's gonna this game you almost feel like is going to be a very defensive battle it could be i i, I think you know just because you're a run first football team doesn't mean obviously that you can't put up points i think bridgeport like coach sherman said you know has some great athletes and they don't really like you like he he literally said this like most teams run single wing because they don't have athletes to run all their offenses but bridgeport obviously has some good athletes and they probably could run another offense but that's just what they run that's just their style of play so you know they could keep up with a team like martinsburg and that high-powered offense you don't necessarily have to be you know a throw first football team or even a team that throws the ball at all and you know bridgeport's not going to throw the ball but 
which could either help or hurt them. You know, if they can get the ground game going, then they'll be fine. But obviously being a one-dimensional football team going up against a really good Martinsburg defense will be a challenge, I think, for Bridgeport this week. So maybe they throw some wrinkles in the offense and, and try to keep Martinsburg on their toes. Anything? All good. No. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about that other matchup in AAA. Number five, Cabell Midland at number one, Huntington. <laughs> Cabell Midland doesn't have to drive very far for that one after having to go to Morgantown to face University last week. Eleven and one again versus a twelve and zero. So that should be a good one on Friday, and we should have both teams play-by-play broadcasters on uh, Andrew Rogers for Huntington and. Um, why am I blanking on his name again? Chris, Chris Tatum. Tatum for hunting or for Cabell Midland. He's not coming on the show if you keep forgetting his name. You're right, because somehow it'll get back to him. <laughs> but yeah, we're scheduled to have both those guys on the show. We're trying to get the Bridgeport play-by-play broadcaster on the show, and we should have Matt Miller on the show, whether that's in studio again or via tel- telephone or maybe even at the end of the show. He's a, he's a busy man, obviously, as he transitions to his new job, but uh should be a good show Friday. This is our last show before Friday as we're getting two days off the show this week uh, for the holiday and back on Friday, but uh, should be a good Friday night for semifinal action in the state of West Virginia. Not even talking about the double A and single A games. And I believe it's a rematch that Huntington got the edge of. I don't know the final score off the top of my head, but yeah, as Spencer just said, this match is going to be another tough one. That's why they're one of the Final four teams it was a in there. Twenty-one to seventeen victory. Yeah, for it's going to be a fun one. Cabell Midland's that was program. Week three, and it's a toss-up game. You don't know who's going to come out on top. I feel like you'd probably give the edge to Huntington since they're number one. They're going to be at home, but if it was twenty-one seventeen last time, it just probably will need to be a couple things for Cabell Midland to go their way that didn't last time and they could be the one in the state championship game and again you look at a game that Huntington's played against Spring Valley uh Spring Valley coming in four and two at that or five I guess that was was that week five or week six Nick what are you talking about four six that was week six so Huntington came in six and oh and Spring Valley came in four and two that was a nine to six ball game very defensive controlled game and you wonder if that'll be like for this Cabell Midland Huntington game I expect it to be low scoring I don't know if it's going to be that low scoring though like I said I I said on the show yesterday I think Cabell Midland might win this football game or I think they're going to win this football game uh just because I think you know Huntington's kind of gotten lucky with a few games this year and and not to say they're not a good football team they obviously are but you know that game against Cabell Midland it took a last second drive and not a whole lot of success like i think when i was talking to andrew just off the air i think he told me like with like eight minutes left cabell midland got the ball drove it down the field just running the clock to like the final three minutes and huntington kind of got lucky at the end and was able to get a touchdown i think after a few like pass interference calls or something like that so they really got outplayed and still found a way to win but um i, I think cabell midland might be the better football team so i think we'll see them get the win we'll see We'll see. That's Friday but night. But it is at Huntington. At Huntington, 730. We'll catch up with Andrew Rogers and Chris Tatum, play-by-plays for Huntington and Cabell Midland, respectively, on Friday's hour-and-a-half edition of the Sports Mix. But that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It is family-owned and operated, located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. we come back, we'll talk a little Shepherd Olympic sports, uh, basketball, volleyball, uh, 
women's basketball specifically. A lot of things happening there. Got a lot of uh, stuff to talk about when we come back next on the Sports Mix. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Hi, Kresha Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the Eastern Panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. If you're in an accident, the first thing that you have to do is call 911. You have to get medical care immediately. The next thing you need to do is call us. When you hire us at the Skinner Law Firm, what we do is we are going to investigate your case and we're going to lay out the options that you have, all at no cost to you. We will use all of our resources and all of our experience to get you what you deserve. The Skinner Law Firm, SkinnerFirm.com. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Tuesday November 23rd edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, just reminding people we will be off the air tomorrow and Thursday. We'll, we'll be back Friday for an hour and a half edition of the Sports Mix, which will then play. We'll have that live 12 to 1.30 and re-aired from 5 to 6.30. And then we'll have the Martinsburg game. That Martinsburg game will be, as of this moment, on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740, live streamed via the radio side of things, and then on streamed on YouTube. Our video feed will be on WRNR TV on YouTube. As of this moment, we will not have video on Comcast Channel 10 because of the fee for the to the WVSSAC, but we do have one third of that 
if we have two third, if we have $500 each or yeah, from two other individuals, companies, whatever that may be, we have a panhandle printing and design. They've offered to put up one third of that, which is $500. So any other people out there, if you could comment on the post on our Facebook page or call us the uh, 304-263-6586, uh, we'll be here today until 3 PM or 2 30 PM. And then, uh, we'll be back on Friday morning at 11 AM. Uh, if you want to do that, you could also reach out to us on Facebook by sending us a direct message, TV 10 or talk radio, WR and our one, uh, FM 106.5 AM 740. Just wanted to re- remind people of that because I know people are looking forward to that, but we just, you know, don't have the money this week, um, to do that. Yeah, it definitely stinks, especially with a big game, the semifinal match that the opportunity might not be there to put it on TV 10, but as you said, we need just one thousand more dollars. We already have a five hundred dollar donation, so if people have the funds to help us out, we'd greatly appreciate it, so that we can uh, bring the game to people that aren't tech savvy or aren't capable yeah. of getting it on the radio or on YouTube. Yeah, definitely. Let's transition to a little shepherd. Uh, as of right now, we will have that football game on Saturday. It's eleven thirty pregame show. And it'll be on TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. Again, three different streams, a pregame, a game stream, and a postgame stream. As of this moment, we are doing that game. Uh, but Shepard women's basketball continues to get accolades, whether that's on the court or off the court. Graduate student forward Cindy Clayton was named PSAC East Athlete of the Week. She uh, averaged 20 points and 10 rebounds helping Shepard to the 2-0 week, the one game against Bowie State that we had on our TV airwaves and uh again against lincoln she scored 21 points nine rebounds while blocking a pair of shots and getting a steal she's uh shooting 79 percent from the field in those two games uh also this was before the game yesterday uh the atlantic region poll still comes out even it's a little early nick and i were talking about that last week seemed a little early for it to come out but shepherd climbs to number five i believe they were at eight last week Nine, I think. Nine. Yeah, there was. They were at nine. They climb to five. Only uh, PSAC teams in front of them at number four, California, I, uh, California, Pennsylvania, IUP at number two, and Gannon at number one. Um, but could could things could change as uh, Shepard handled Virginia Union last night, 88 to 60. That was down at the Butcher Center in Shepardstown. Uh, graduate student guard Marley McLaughlin, she had 24 points. Junior guard Abby Beeman added 22 points. The Shepherd women's basketball team now 5-0 and on this young season. McLaughlin hit 9 of 15 from the from the field and 3 of 7 from beyond the arc. She was 3 of 6 from the free throw line. Uh, she had 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. Beeman connected on 7 of 12, 5 of 7 from beyond the arc, 3 of 3 from the charity stripe. Added game highs of 7 rebounds and 7 assists. Uh, Clayton, who we just talked about, had a game high, tied the game high in rebounds with 7 boards. And uh, the Rams, they get some time off there back in action December 4th, Friday, 5.30 p.m. against Cannon. We'll have that as part of a men's women's doubleheader next Friday. Uh, pre-game show will be at 5 p.m. But this Shepherd women's basketball team is doing some big things. Yeah, I thought I heard something. I wasn't sure if it was your foot or if it was something else. It was, it was probably, probably my foot. foot. Yeah. But anything he's for calling him? No, Colin, I can't <laughs> even reach calling. Yeah, come on. I don't know. Maybe he got Mister Fantastic <laughs> powers and can stretch his leg all the way across the room. All right. Well, no. back to Thank you. back on track. Um, 
Shepherd women's basketball just being purely dominant right now. Yeah, they're doing very, very well. Uh, Abby Beeman again back 22 points last night. Marley McLaughlin with 24. This offense is just exploding early in the season, and hopefully it stays that way. We've kept saying this year could be special for them, and with this start right now, it seems like what we're saying is true. But as you said, there's still three other uh, PSAC teams ahead of them in the regional poll, so we'll have to see how they fare against those teams. And I believe Gannon's an early one, if I'm not mistaken, on the schedule. I'd have to recheck. But December 3rd. We just there talked we about it, Colin. You're not listening. I just said we'll have that game next Friday. I didn't realize December it was that 4th, close. Nick. We have a game on the 3rd, though, as well. No, we don't. Don't we? No. Are you certain? I'm certain. I just did the schedule for December yesterday. Eh, what do I know? We were supposed to have a game on the 1st. Or the 7th. We were supposed to have a game on the 7th. That'd be a high school game. That was game, high school, yeah. But we're not doing that anymore because of uh, other obligations. But yeah. Christmas parade. Yeah, Christmas parade in downtown Martinsburg. Uh, but Shepherd Volleyball now, let's turn our attention to them. They lost in the semi semifinal for the PSAC in the PSAC tournament, uh, but they still ranked pretty highly. Uh, they earned the three seed in the Atlantic Regional, and that'll be held at Wheeling University. That was announced last night on the NCAA Division II Women's Volleyball Selection Show. They'll make their third consecutive regional appearance. And they got a new recruit. They did get a new re- recruit, Caroline, Caroline Shipley, out of Musselman High School in that uh, dominant volleyball program down there. Yep, one of their uh, setters, typically, that just put that offense together for Musselman. So good luck to her at Shepard. It's a great addition to that team, and they'll have another weapon for this fantastic uh, team that they already have in place. It should be a uh, fun one there at Wheeling University. Don't count Shepard out, even As though they're the three seed. I never, I never said who they were going to face. They will uh, face sixth-seeded West Virginia State. That'll be on December 2nd, so that will be next Thursday. So it should be a good one. They'll get a little time off in practice. And we saw them practicing for the PSAC tournament last week after the game, Nick. Yeah, we did see a little bit of their uh, practice. You know, I don't really know that much about the team, but obviously they've been playing well. Um you know, good luck to them and Wheeling. Maybe next year we can try to cover some of their matches. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. That'd be, that'd be good to do. Uh, but the, we have now reached the end of this segment. Sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kemp Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll be back to uh, wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix next. You're listening. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740, and on TV10, on Comcast Channel 10, or on Facebook. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
Home helpers of the Eastern Panhandle making life easier for you, your family, and especially your loved ones that need their care. They are locally owned and searching for smiling faces to hire so that your loved one can stay in their home where they are the happiest. Call 304-433-8000 or visit homehelpershomecare.com slash panhandle. Or you can visit them at 3192 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Each office is independently owned and operated. WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. It's time to roll out the carpet and bring on the Mountaineers. It's time to fire up one of the most electric atmospheres in the country. One on two, takes it to a bucket, layup shot, good, and a foul. Gets the bridges with the shot clock expiring. He hit it for three. It's time for West Virginia basketball. Takes the ball toward the basket, pulls up for a jumper, and the win. It is no go. Be part of the action at the WVU Coliseum. Tickets are on sale now at WVUGame.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Where's those boys got the counter? I get 55 to the game. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Tuesday, November 23rd. Again, we will not have the show tomorrow or Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We'll be back Friday for an hour and a half edition of the show, getting ready for Martinsburg football in the semifinal. The segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and, and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. So we'll close out the show today. Uh, the Wizards didn't play so well last night against the Hornets. Lost 109-103, I believe, was the score. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, Lamelo had a good game. Yeah. He's a tough matchup, obviously. You know, staying at like 6-7, being a point guard. Uh, they can do a lot of different things. I did not think he would be very good in the NBA, but he's proven me wrong uh, and has been... You're really good for the Hornets. They're a young team. They have some talent. You know, Washington is – they got Gordon Hayward back too, which helped. Um, Rozier, you know, he can light it up at times, and he did that last night making eight three-pointers. And Washington was a little bit rusty offensively. It looked like Montrez Harrell, really the only person that showed up. 24 points, 18 rebounds off the bench. And uh, Rozier for – the uh, Hornets, he had a game-high 32 points. Lamella chipped in 28 points. Uh, the, the Wizards shot 9 for 36 from 3. Yeah, they just didn't shoot the ball well and only lost by 6. So yeah, I think. The Hornets went 15 of 31, but Rozier was 8 for 11. So Wizards now 11-6. I swear at one point they were definitely 10-3. and three. They were. Yeah. Not doing good lately. Mm-hmm. Lost to the Hornets for the second time in five days. I think Kuzma was just tired because of that sweater that he had to drag around. 
I wish I wish we would have talked a little bit more about this before the show. We could have gotten a picture of that and put it up on the screen. We can still try to do that. I mean, what would you think of it? It was left. a weird It was really sweater. weird. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't care what the guy wears to the game. <laughs> there you go. There's Nick's opinion right there. I don't care what the guy wears to the game. The Wizards, though, they will be back in action Wednesday at 8 p.m. At start of a four-game road trip. We will not have that game, though. We will have the Capitals game. A Capitals game is a 7 p.m. puck drop against the Canadian 645 pregame show. Uh, but before that, today, right after the show from 1 to 2, we'll have the replay of the WVU Neil Brown press conference show, uh, the last one of the season, I do believe. Not if they win. Well, they, they might have one for the bowl game. If they. I don't know. Yeah, it, that's what he said. But the last win. scheduled one, the last one on our schedule from the West Virginia Mountaineer Sports Network. And, the uh, oh, and then tonight, a special oh, edition of the Neil Brown Coaches Show, uh, because it's usually on Thursdays. But obviously on Thursday, it's Thanksgiving. Is so. it? I didn't know Are you that. sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Check your calendar again. I, yeah, it's you know, whatever. Uh, so that's 6 to 8 tonight. Uh, and then on Friday, we'll have a triple header for you from Westwood 1 for Same on football. Thursday. You mean on I mean Thursday. Thursday, that's what I meant. We'll have a triple header for you from Westwood One Football NFL right there. The 12 p.m., the Bears at Lions. After 4 p.m., the Raiders at the Cowboys. And to wrap it up, the Bills at the Saints. So an all-day marathon of NFL right here on Talk Radio WRNR. Some great matchups. I was really hoping that last one was going to be good, but they all seem like they're going to suck. Yeah. The I only one like I, a week ago, like you get some I would turkey say, in you come that say, eight p.m. game. I would say a couple weeks ago, as we looked, the, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, the, that Raiders Cowboys game could have been kind of intriguing because though the Raiders, true. the whole drama with with John Gruden resigning and everything, they still played kind of well a couple weeks after that had happened. Yeah, they were. Uh, if the Cowboys had leading their the division, offense, I think at one point, yeah, they were. Uh, if the Cowboys had their offense, you know that that could be a shootout i still think it could so there's some intrigue there i think i don't think that's like a terrible game um the lions could potentially get that first win the bears are beatable team yeah true and i don't know ravens almost lost i mean tony romo acted like the bears were like the next best thing in the league and i'm like dude what are you talking about like what have they done that makes you so impressed but (laughs) i don't know whatever and then the bills you thought were going to be this high-powered team and yet they've struggled now and then the saints don't have camara yeah or Jameis. i don't know i don't know i'll still watch it's thanksgiving football what else are you gonna do play monopoly yeah (laughs) (laughs) probably (laughs) (laughs) i mean talk about politics no <laughs> no we don't do that all right all right well it's just final 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 what what's your favorite thanksgiving food who had everything Ooh. i'll start corn casserole for me i love corn casserole that my mom makes i gotta go with the mashed potatoes mashed potatoes i, I would agree with nick mashed potatoes are very but, no gravy for me. No gravy. gravy. Oh, that that was going to be my next question. No gravy for me. Not a gravy guy. Not a gravy guy at all. I think the most common answer, and probably the correct answer, but not for me personally, is stuffing. Because stuffing when else is. do you have stuffing? But I don't That's really true. like stuffing that I've much. I've gotten more into stuffing. Right. At first, I wasn't. It is something stuffing. that kind of grows on you a little bit. Yeah. yeah I like the, the latter I don't years. do cranberry sauce. No, not a cranberry sauce guy at all. 
Can't wait to have some pie as well. Some pie. I got to make a cheesecake today, so that's on my to-do list as well. There you there go. You make go. a yeah. cheesecake. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Can you bring any for us? Happy I Thanksgiving. We'll see. That does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Pete Haley from NBC Sports Washington, covers the Washington football team, for coming on with us to start the show. And uh, for Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzlini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. Have a great Thanksgiving. And we'll be back Friday for a special hour and a half edition of the Sports Mix, 12 to 1.30 and 5 to 6.30. And uh, that does it for today's edition of the show. And the WVU Press Conference show is next. Next.